spiritual states, the genome of the soul. Hello, and thanks for joining us. With us, as always, is Dr. Michael Lightman. Hello, and today we'd like to talk about the genome of the soul, the soul's genome. I don't know exactly how to call it, because in the language of Kabbalah, it's called Rashimot. I don't exactly know how to translate it, but um, I think we can start with that. In the past hundred years, it became clear to us that uh, a gene is the unit of heredity in a living organism, and the genome is the sum total of all the DNA that contains all the genetic information of a living being. And so what is the genome of the soul then? Yeah, is there some kind of unit that measures certain states of the organism? And in general, we call it the root of the soul, I think, that it's related to the genome. Can you explain, please? We see that our entire world consists of forces, different kinds of forces, physical forces. And all these forces, they're based on the principle of each wanting to reign over others, over the other forces. And the network of these forces on the levels of the still vegetative animate and even on the human level of nature, meaning thoughts, emotions, things like that, all these forces are egoistic, meaning each wants to reign over the others. To subordinate itself, to subordinate others to it. And there are forces that work in the opposite order, only we don't feel, don't see them, don't notice them. They're acting in the opposite direction, meaning they're willing not to compete, but to keep between them, a certain interaction, help each other, etc. These are the forces that we usually call spiritual forces, because in our corporeal world, we don't see these kinds of forces. We see plus and minus, but it's not the positive and negative forces. It is in relation to matter, positive and negative, but in terms of relations, between someone and someone can be positive or negative. So our world, it is the sum total of negative forces. Why? Because that's how we perceive it. If we would want to feel its second half, positive part, meaning the positive relations of thoughts, forces toward one another, then we need to change ourselves in order to feel these forces. So, the wisdom of Kabbalah explains how do we need to change in order to start feeling the positive forces, meaning the forces of good, the forces of good relations, of connection, I think this is the purpose of the study of the wisdom of Kabbalah, of how we do it, of how do we come to it, 
of how do we develop in this regard, study it, etc. Yeah, what connection does it have with the Rashimot, the spiritual information? The Rashimot is that which differs any desire from any other desire, any intention from any other intention, and the positive or negative to the positive or negative side. And always these Rashimot records, these records always remain included in substance matter. There is substance with positive Rashimot, with negative, and based on these records, they correlate, connect, move closer together, further away. What's recorded, what's written there? Our previous states? Previous states. So the Rashimot allow me to define where I am in the present, future, past, meaning to define, determine my state. Yeah. It's like a unit, it's like a gene that bears certain that bears certain information. Right. And we talked about the sum total of all these states, suppose of one person or all of humanity, that's called genome. But in Kabbalah, what do you call it? The sum total of all states of all of humanity throughout its entire history, if you can call it history, it is what we call Shekhinah, meaning a place where there is the entire information about everyone and everything and the state of one person, for example. All the states uh, throughout his existence, how do you call it? All the states of man throughout his entire life, it's called his life. It's the sum total of Rashimot, these records. Yep. Suppose if we study Bala Sulam's article, The Freedom, where he explains that there is the, the bed in every person, meaning a certain root of the soul that doesn't change. A certain, just like we know that there is certain information about our biological body that doesn't change, just substances that don't change, substances that do this bed that he talks about, how is it related to the Rashimot? It is the foundation of all the Rashimot upon which all these changes occur. And the foundation itself is unchangeable. It is the initial so-called gene. So each of us has this kind of initial gene that goes through different states, Rashimot. Yeah. Everything's registered on it. What can we change then? What changes, what doesn't? Well, practically, we can change the implementation of these records, Rashimot that exist in us for the future, and by that to correct, by the way, our past too. So, if I have 
some kind of root of the soul or this foundation, I need to go through certain states called the life of one person, then I can change, meaning I can't change these Rishimot, but I can change the way I'll feel them every time. You can change your future and what's written in you, even though that you don't change it. But by correctly using what's written in you, you change your destiny. Meaning, I can't change the, you can't change the past, but you can change the future. And this way, all impressions and everything from the past you can change and the future, obviously, too. So I'm trying to understand what can I change? The way I'll feel future or can I really change future itself? The future itself will be felt in you as something positive. So it's true when we say that man builds his own future. Of course. And all these Rishimot are merely states in potential, and that's it. Yeah? What's the function, the main function of these Rashimot? The main function of the Rashimot is an informative record of all of your future states, but it's only a record. How will they be implemented in you depends on you. So when I will emotionally enter these states, how I will feel it depends on me. Yes, depends on your attitude toward them. A person who wants to develop that way will feel it in one way, and someone who wants to develop differently will feel it in a different way. Well, I'm trying to understand the example of... um, Look, a person comes to school. He's given some kind of task. Someone shouts, what do I need it for? And he's told, look, it's, you know, there's still 10 years to go. He's willing to kill himself. Someone else comes to school. He likes it. He gladly does it. And for him, 10 years go by very quickly. So, to change, you know, one way or another, I have to be in school for 10 years. Ten years, yes, but you can feel these ten years like ten days. Okay, different example. Suppose there needs to be a war, right? That's the the given. So it needs to occur one way or another, but how I'll feel it depends on me, or it's possible to change it, prevent it. It's possible to change it. It's not written down. It depends on people, on the connection between them. So how can we know what's written, what's not? The fundamental laws of nature are written down, and the only thing that you can change is your attitude toward them, like with school. But in cases where you can change man, that's something completely different. Then you change his attitude toward the perception 
toward his perception of the world, and then you no longer feel these 10 school years as 10, but like 10 days. But still, a war. If it's registered that way, it's written down, then it's a state. No, no. It's registered once, but you can change it differently. For example, I don't know. I know that when I went to school, for me, it was, uh, you know, a long half day. And when I came home and played with my friends, it was like five minutes. Why can't it be the other way around? It all depends on the person. Time does not exist. It only depends on our perception. So the wars is there, it's recorded, it's registered, written down, but how will we go through it? It could be like a jippy and that's it. How to develop the spiritual gene? Well, this is actually what we're working on in Kabbalah. So in potential exist all of these registered states, but how can I wake them up, hasten them? You can do anything. In general, it's all done only by the help of simple simple actions. You need to learn about the scheme of creation. It's simple, it's just complicated words. And then to integrate into a certain society that will draw upon itself a certain energy that develops man. So the entire method is to awaken the influence of the positive force that you talked about on this record, and then I feel it differently. You feel it quickly. Is there some kind of connection between my records and the records of other people? Each has their own. But is there a connection? Of course there is. Mutual influence. Their records influence how I will go. Their influence, their records influence you and yours influence them. It's like this big kind of disk of humanity where everything's written down. So there's the particular state of each person and the state of the whole of creation, let's call it, not only of man. Right. Can we say that all the biblical characters are the reshimot, records of the states that I need to go through? Someone went through them, wrote them down, and I need to go through them too. Well, this is more complicated to explain. I wouldn't do it now. About with biblical characters and past, present, future. Maybe let's leave it for next time. So is there a connection between spiritual genes and corporeal states of the physiological body? Of course it exists. Both work on the same person, and there are things that a person gets through the corporeal world, things that he gets through the spiritual world, things that he perceives through studying, things that he perceives through the surrounding environment, relatives, and you can change it, even corporeal circumstances. Yeah.
a person can change himself completely. Why is the realization of spiritual genes and the connection between people? What's the connection? I talk about it all the time because the Creator, He made us as one person called Adam. And then He broke this spiritual form into thousands and thousands of pieces. And even though that we feel ourselves distant from one another, opposed to each other, we nonetheless need to gather ourselves against the rejecting forces. We need to get ourselves together into this one form of this entity called Adam. So, the state of my records that exist in potential, I realize them in my attitude toward others and not in and of myself. Right. You need to participate in some kind of society and with it to be realized, to realize yourself. What kind of records, Rashimot, are there? Rashimot, there's a tremendous amount of them. It's just like in us, biologically. We have biological data in us. Yeah, there are more than 30,000 genes. By the way, it said that we know only 5% and their function. Of course, even ask those that study human blood. We know only about maybe 500 different parameters. What's the connection between Rashimot and desire? Rashimot are still not realized desires. So it's a desire and potential that wasn't realized yet. It's called Rashimo. And what does it mean that it's realized, that it becomes realized, where you know for certain that now you're realizing it in a certain way? Suppose I want to take a sip of coffee. It's, a, it's still a Rashimo, and then I realize it. What about light and pleasure when the light enters as pleasure, then that's a realized desire, and then how can I I can use this desire later? Of course, later you can use it. But it was realized, and that's that. But it was realized how? If I still have a desire and a rishimo, it means that I still haven't realized that desire. I haven't realized the rishimo that's registered in it. But from you know, the experience of the past. Yeah, that's possible. What connection is there between the Rashimot? Is there, does it influence the point in the heart somehow? The point in the heart is our central desire, the most... um, This desire is what we need to connect with other people, with other desires of other people and the Creator. And then we will bring all of creation to its correction, to one desire called Adam. Can we say that the entire human history is the revelation of these Rashimot? True. If I understand correctly, 
In us, there is our animate instinctive program of the development of our physiological body, and it develops without our dads on the levels of the still vegetative and animate nature, but on the human level, we need to educate that person, raise him, develop him, otherwise he won't turn into a man. There is a program that's unrelated to my conscious, the animate one, and the, a program called the human and the human that exists for what? So that from that animal, there will grow a human being. Uh, what do you mean by human being? Is that animal in which consciously already develops love toward your fellow man. He's called a man. Why? Because he develops love for others in himself and by that becomes like the Creator. And to be like the Creator means to be an Adam a human being, a man in Hebrew, coming from the word dome, to be similar to. So we can say that love for your fellow man is my connection, correct connection with that other person, where we establish the general system that Kabbalah explains about. Yeah. Okay, uh, maybe final question. What happens to a person when he dies? What happens to his soul? It's good that it's your last question. You know, after that, there's nothing to discuss. When a person dies, his body dies. And through the body, he no longer perceives. That's it. What's left? His Rashimo? His record, yeah, of course, his Rishimo is what's left. And what happens with it? According to the Rishimo, the Rishimo is a record, it's a chain, informative chain of information about his future states. It is written from the beginning of creation and to its end. And at some point where his body dies, he continues realizing these Hoshimot in a different way without being clothed in matter, without perceiving how to say, without perceiving one's own existence through the corporeal body. But there is a certain recognition that this is me, this is my There is. But not the way it is now. Is it better or worse? Uh, depends on a person's life. Depending on a person's life. Well, that's soothing because there's already some kind of understanding that I I exist. Nothing's lost. So just like I understand that I'm sitting here, I exist, this is all given to me by the Shimot from the past, from the future. Everything leaves a trace. So what happens to the soul then? The soul is that part of the desire that was corrected, that connected with others, that connected with humanity in order to influence it in a good way and that way to continue its existence 
and the general volume of the entire desire. And that's a different kind of consciousness, and different, higher. So there are two states in our world. If I could attain the attainment of this general soul, the organism of mankind, if I connect to that, then I get uh, this kind of feeling and I continue living in it. And if I don't, then I feel only my Rishimo and I continue existing in that Rishimo until I'm giving a new body, a new opportunity. Yeah, I suppose. So you can put it that way. Yeah. It's difficult. No, no, not difficult. You simply need to correctly realize it and the right society. And then it will be implemented, realized, and we'll see what Kabbalah talks about. But see how many years went by, thousands of years that we've been around. Yeah, but who realizes it? Individuals in every generation. In our time, there are more. No, I'm not even talking about the realization, but that what we're talking about, these things, there's no like consensus about it. Who's it supposed to be among? Among Kabbalists, it exists. Those that attain it and change themselves, and among the others, who are they? They remain within the boundaries of their corporeal body. Okay, thank you. Everything's clear. Till next time, all the best.